FinTech's Nexus Day 2, let's go. All right, guys, so I do a lot of these. I've been to a lot of these. The hardest part is always when you get these things started, how you frame it. So usually I'm like, eh, what's going on in my life? So today it was, you know, I just listened to this awesome podcast on the Celtic Holocaust. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, but maybe too violent. Don't want to offend any Celtic people in the room. You know, maybe not that one. New Zelda game comes out tomorrow. I was like, yeah, make some Zelda jokes. Maybe there's fans. Most people probably won't get it. But then there's also maybe some cool PE guys in the room, and I don't have anything to do tonight. They'll think I'm a dork and won't fight me in a happy hour. So I punted and just said, hey, let's go with the economy. So affects all of us. Obviously affects the fintech space immensely, as well as the broader lending environment. You look at it, really, we could go all day. I'm not an economist, so we'll hit the big three things that I see that are playing out right now. Number one. Interest rates, fastest rate hike in history, everyone sees, not in history, maybe since the 70s, everyone sees what that's doing to the banks. We have a couple of failures, obviously affecting the funding space, obviously affecting the landscape in terms of capital, et cetera, number one. Good news though, if I'm a lender, because this is a lending track, that should be, make it easy for real estate and the customers, so it should be able to get a good deal on a house, right? Wrong. You look at the case Shiller, it's the highest it's ever been, far higher than it was in 2008. And anecdotally, even in places like where I live, I came in from Cleveland, Ohio. You know, back, I, I was around in 2008, 2009. Back then, you could trade a couple of old Jean-Claude Van Damme DVDs, you know, and a, and a cord of wood, and you can get a house. Nowadays, entry-level houses don't, don't exist if you're trying to buy one. A lot of those people that the fintech space serves, those younger consumers, they're burdened by housing, they're burdened by the interest rates, they're carrying a lot of revolving debt. That's the third piece. Revolving debt, total revolving debt, source for all this is the St. Louis Fed. Shout out to the St. Louis Fed. Highest it's ever been. So we have a high revolving debt, huge consumer burden, raising rates, mortgage and housing high, interest rates high, bad environment, so what do we do? Two things. One, folks are probably gonna say, first thing I come to is, you know, I got it, Steve. I'm gonna start an AI company focused on pets. Because we can all agree, AI is hot and pets, they're, they're recession proof. Probably not the best idea, so really what we're gonna do is we're gonna lend. How are we gonna lend? We're gonna lend the way we always have. There's nothing new. The second thing you're gonna say is, what are you gonna tell me that I don't already know? I am gonna do the following things. I'm gonna understand my customers. So today, if I'm a FinTech, if I'm a lender of any repute, I'm out there, I'm understanding my customers, I'm looking at data, I'm segmenting that base, I'm understanding my risk profile, and as the economy changes, I'm really just turning that dial. So I'm doing the same things I've been doing, but I'm turning the dial a little bit. I'm saying, hey, maybe I focus less on friction, maybe a little less on growth, maybe I focus more on some of my existing customers, focus more on profitability, and I drive that and I change that strategy. So, okay, I already know that I'm already doing that. What does that matter to me? What does Experian or, or anyone else do to help me with that? What's new? What's new is really the advent of cloud platforms and what that enables folks to do in this space. It's, that it's not the, the activity itself or a magic bullet that's new that's a, hey, I have a new data source that's gonna solve everything, but we'll get to some things that can play in in a second. It's how do I tune that dial faster how do I understand what the environment's doing because I don't know where it's going? How do I look at that and how do I tune that appropriately, quickly, and be responsive, be what the title of the session is, agile, flexible, how do I do that? Number one, cloud enables us to look at data in a way we never have before. 
So I mentioned, hey, there might not be a silver bullet, but maybe there's a number of silver pieces that I can meld together to make a bullet that, that makes me better from a lending perspective. So with cloud, with some of the environments out there, we're no longer beholden to bespoke what we call credit archives, where, hey, I, I've put a form in, maybe I do it to 10 different vendors, I'm in a several month process just to acquire my data, let alone stage it, let alone do my analysis. Who knows what happens in six months? Who knows where the economy's gonna be in six months? I can't wait six months to get my data and get a read on things. Now, with cloud, I have access to all of that on demand. I have multiple years of history. I have multiple data sources. I have platforms that are agnostic that allow me to bring first party and third party data together. So if I want to look at new things, like a big thing that I see at the conference and talking to folks, cash flow underwriting in this environment, huge. I think, shout out to my friends at Prism, just spun themselves off of Petal. Uh, cash flow underwriting, big. If I want to get those cash flow attributes, I can bring those in the environment. I can combine them with, with information from Experian that has 20 years of history. All of, all of the attributes, all of the scores that we possess, bring in that third party data, bring in your first party data, bring that all together and get that deeper view of the consumer and understand how you're going to make those strategies, make it better, and look at some alternative assets. So as we go into this, this downturn at Experian, we, we, we acquire some, our competitors acquire some. We have Clarity, which is a, the largest alternative financial bureau. We talk about those stressed consumers as we see that stress. Let's look at those assets. Let's see if we see those stress pop up in the payday lending space. Let's see if our prime consumers look a little less prime and maybe it's not showing up on traditional credit score. Let's look at those, let's understand it, and let's paint that picture of how we're gonna attack and how we're gonna be nimble and focus on booking those profitable customers as the market shifts, as we make look towards profitability, and as we turn that dial back towards risk and away from growth a little bit as an industry. So it's one thing, so folks might be saying, yeah, okay, cool, I can do that, I could do it the old way, whatever. That's great, cloud, got it, big data, okay. But the second thing that cloud has allowed us to do is taking that information and making it actionable. So, yeah, big data existed a long time ago. I was building cash flow models in 2008 at a bank uh, that wasn't even a fancy one. In 2008, guess what? I could build that model, there's no way I could put it in. I'd break my server internally. If I want to try and put it in, I'm on a 10-month IT project, impossible. Even now, with, with depending on where, who we're talking to with some of the larger banks, it's I have a new model, I want to use machine learning techniques. Okay, that doesn't run a traditional decision engine. How do I do that? How do I get those insights that I've spent time, I've invested in my team, I've found the profitable customers, I've identified those. How do I get those into production? Get them into production quickly? I do that with modern ML ops technology. We at Experian have some where we've identified a product called SendOps, I'm not trying to do an Experian commercial here, where we have built a proprietary technology that allows you to deploy a model in as fast as a day. For an ML model, deploy it, code it in your analytic environment, be it yours, our, mine, someone else's, provide us a model container in a format that we want, and have that into a UAT environment in less than a day, be able to evaluate that. Previously for us, same kind of exercise, six to eight months. That's the agility that we're talking about. It's not just, it's getting those insights and then being able to make them actionable and respond to those changes in the environment that we don't know that's coming. So cloud, number one, big data. We're going big, we're gonna understand our consumer, we're gonna bring in alternative assets, understand them, 
Number two, we're going to deploy those alternative assets rapidly. We're going to be able to access them on demand. So again, big focus in the industry. Let's get away from having IT teams manage you know, APIs. Let's get away from IT teams managing models. Let's do that as a service. Put that in, enable you to, to respond rapidly. The third piece of this, I know folks in the, in the audience often say, great, you know, you're selling me a dream here, guy. Uh, everyone's got one of these. I, you know, I, I can spend a zillion dollars. I've already got infrastructure, bro. Don't, don't rip, I'm not gonna rip everything out and put you in. Make it flexible for me. And we heard you on that. And so with everything that we're doing, and again, because we're on the cloud base, we're able to integrate with your existing tech stack. So we understand that you have decision engines. We understand that you may have proprietary ML platforms. So everything we're doing is designed to be data agnostic. Because like I said, I mentioned several other providers that we can bring in. Get the best data you want from whoever you want. It's gonna be platform agnostic. We're gonna invest in what, we're gonna plug into whatever you have already. Let's integrate. Let's do it quickly, cheaply. And it's gonna be, and it's gonna be you know, agnostic to data agnostic, platform agnostic, and it's going to be model code agnostic. So you're not having to build in a proprietary language that experience presenting you. Use the, the, that which you see fit. We can support H2O, we can support Python, R, SAS. If you want to use proprietary modeling softwares that Experian competes with, we support most of those guys as well, including the guys that begin with you know, the letter Z and the letter F that are out there in this space. Um, so we're trying to bring this vision, we're trying to bring that agility, we're trying to be the glue that holds all this together and give you the promise of being able to understand the environment, react to the change, respond rapidly, and then see that value for your consumer. Because we don't know what's coming, all we can do is, is move fast to address it. Additionally, benefit of this is everything is super, super secure. So that was the, that's, that's really the punchline from a use case perspective. The caveat is, hey, with cloud security, better than ever before, we also have best in class resiliency, best in class redundancy. You can replicate things easier than before, get that uptime, not have that negative customer experience associated with potentially legacy mainframe platforms and failure points. So I do all this in a very secure, redundant, resilient way. And I do it so that I can deliver those experiences and I have, again, the flexibility to enable then because I put my engineers to focus on that customer experience and work on that growth mindset. So, that's really what we're doing here at Experian right now. That's the trend in the industry is bringing in more data. Folks have been doing that for a number of years. They're now doing it faster. They're doing it bigger. They're getting access to the full populations on demand rather than snippets, rather than samples, rather than individual customer bases. They're getting a broader set of assets from multiple providers, bringing those together, unifying those with a, with a single ID for consumption and they're looking at new ML deployment technologies for rapid model scoring and in integrating those with their existing platforms in order to rapidly respond. That's our story, we're sticking to it. I'm gonna see if there's any Q&A.
said it wasn't going to be an Experian commercial, but I'll ask one. <laughs> hey, Steve, this sounds expensive. How much does it cost? <laughs> the short answer, it depends. It's, we, we have solutions for every size company. Uh, the Ascend platform's been out there for a while. At this point, we've been at this for you know five or six years now. Uh, from the analytics perspective, we have over 50 installs uh, in the US, and I'd say maybe a third of those are in the FinTech space. So big presence in FinTech, uh, great adoption of the platform from an analytics perspective. On the model deployment piece, that's where we've gotten the interest in the last couple years, which has really been, hey, this feels like a science project guy when we went in there to all of a sudden it was real, and all of a sudden I'd say in the last nine months we went from zero installs to over 50 in nine months with a pipeline that's immense behind it. So a lot of interest there, obviously priced right based on the market demand. Second question we get all the time, I'll get to do my own Q&A, and if anyone wants to talk about Zelda, feel free to ask Zelda questions too, uh, is hey, why can't I do this myself? Like, you're talking about model ops, you know, Docker container's been out there for a while, I have SageMaker, I don't know what, the, I'm an AWS guy, I don't know what the freaking Microsoft equivalent of SageMaker is, but it exists. Why don't I just do it that way? Why do I need you? It's called FinTech, that's tech and FinTech. Uh, the answer is, you can do it yourself. However, you gotta go procure a server, you gotta procure a guy to, write, to run the server, a guy or gal, you gotta procure someone to maintain that server, you gotta be an ITTQ whenever you wanna make those changes, and you know, you, you have all that balance, so yes, you could do it, you could do a lot of things, but is that the number one thing that's gonna generate your business and press you forward, or are you gonna make money by marketing loans, making loans, building new underwriting strategies, building competitive products, addressing new market segments, or are you in the IT business doing IT operations to run an underwriting system? So that's the cost benefit. That's why we see folks coming with us for this, doing it as a service, really frees you guys up, especially in the lean environment that we're in, to use your folks on really the value add differentiated work. All right, any, any, any questions? Keep going. Yes, sir. What do you see as some of the, the trends when it comes to the modeling? You talk about doing this in 2008 yourself at a, at a bank. Yep. As you see these trends in the modeling, do you see anything that, that kind of sticks out as this is something that we should be aware of and, and thinking about? Yeah, so the big trend is, and I think FinTech's been at the forefront of this, is there has been a movement towards more machine learned models, particularly in the subprime near prime space that's where you're gonna get that lift. If you're a super prime lender, I'm not gonna sit up here and do a spiel on MLs for everyone, and super prime, it's, it's not, you're not gonna get the leftover regression model. But in that subprime, near prime space where folks in the FinTech space are eking out those incremental gains, there is a significant lift there. There's a better understanding of explainability when it comes to those models and a comfort, even with the larger institutions from a regulatory standpoint around those. So you do see more like GBM in place versus logistic regression in that space. And also we now have the systems to deploy them where we didn't have those before. And then for me, the next frontier of that is gonna be cash flow and bring some of those insights in and what can we do from an affordability standpoint for the, those that are maybe 
underbanked or underscored, how do, we, how do we look at those and complete that picture with some of the cash flow stuff is really the next frontier that I think we're getting into from a trend perspective. All right, I'm getting the flashing red light. Thank you for the question. All right. Thanks, everyone. Let's all play over.